I'm so excited for this morning, and I don't know what this, what happened on this side, or but <laughs> it's like Mariana and you guys. I'll preach to you guys as well, okay? <laughs> so for those of you who are online, there's like a massive crowd of people on this side, and there's like a few people on that side. So I don't know what's going on today, <laughs> but let's get into the Word of God, and um, I would love us to just open in prayer. Is that okay? Yeah. God, you are so good. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your word. We thank you for truth. And Lord, I pray this morning that um, you would come and speak to us. I pray that the truth of your word would be revealed to us, that it would be real and alive and living within us, and that it would change every single one of us. So we thank you for what you are about to do this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All righty, let's get into the word. So for those of you who haven't been with us um, recently, we are busy working through the book of Colossians. It's only four chapters, guys, but we are in week four, I think, already, and we're still in chapter one. <laughs> Because there is just so much in this chapter, and we've actually called um, the whole series Family Vibes, because um, Paul is just chatting to us about how to live life, how to love each other better, how to do family, because that's what we're called as a church. We're not people that randomly come together on a Sunday morning. We're a family. We're the body of God. And so we've been working through the book of Colossians, and uh, last week we found out who we are and why we're here. Who doesn't want to know? Those are like the two biggest questions we ask. So if you missed last week's sermon, go check it out. It's on FaceTube and FaceTube, Facebook and YouTube. <laughs> I apologize in advance for anything that comes out today. <laughs> but y'all go check it out. It was a really powerful word. And today we're going to get into to chapter, finish off chapter one and start in chapter two. Because you know the, the Bible wasn't actually written in chapters, it was a letter that Paul wrote to the guys. And so later on, uh, people added chapters and verses as they thought it would fit in. So we don't have to stop at the end of chapter one. But so we're going to read, let's read the word together. And so we're going to start from Colossians chapter one, verse 26. And it says, this message was kept secret for centuries and generations past. Guys, get a big reveal today. But now it has been revealed to God's people. For God wanted them to know that the riches of glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. That's us. And this is the secret. Christ lives in you. This gives you the assurance of sharing his glory. Other translations, it says, Christ in us, the hope of glory. How amazing. Verse 28, so we tell others about Christ, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all the wisdom God has given us. We want to present them to God, perfect in their relationships to Christ. That is why I work and struggle so hard, depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. I want you to know how much I've agonized for you and for the church at Lacedaemon. For many other believers who have never met me personally, I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. It's family. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself, and in him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. 
I'm telling you this so that no one will deceive you with well-crafted arguments. For though I am far away from you, my heart is with you, and I rejoice that you are living as you should, and that your faith in Christ is strong. Alrighty, there's so much in these few verses, so I'm really excited. We're just going to unpack it a little bit this morning. I'm going to tell you what God has revealed to me and what I believe Paul is trying to teach us through this. So for those of you who are taking notes, I've called today's message, Mystery Revealed. I don't know about you guys, but I love a good mystery. Uh, Anybody else love a mystery movie or a mystery book? From small, you know, (laughs) Milo's action, or science fiction, Star Wars. Can I tell people that? Love stories. That's true, actually. Milo loves a good tearjerker. I kid you not. Yes, it's true. (laughs) But I love a good mystery. I grew up reading The Famous Five. Anybody else? Yeah? Famous Five, Secret Seven, Nancy Drew, all those mysteries. No, not Nancy Drew. But anyway, so I've always grown up and I've loved a good mystery. And what was so exciting about this, Paul is telling the Colossians that there is a divine mystery, like God has a secret. How cool is that? And he is so excited because he gets to reveal it to his people. So they say um, historians believe that Colossians was, was written around 62 AD. So that's about 62 years after Jesus was crucified and raised from the dead. So there's been a little bit of time happening, but it wasn't that long ago. And Paul is going to them, guys, you're starting to forget the mystery that was revealed when Jesus was resurrected from the dead. You're starting to forget the actual reason what God's whole mighty amazing plan was. So I just want to remind you again the fullness of what God has done in it. So I, wanna, I want us to go back 62 years from this time, okay, to the crucifixion. And, and I can just picture God. Who's had a secret that you want to tell? You guys have a... Nobody... This, the guys are quiet today. You're allowed to put up your hands and you're allowed to chat back to me. <laughs> Has anyone ever had a secret that you've been dying to tell someone before? Yeah? So this, this week... We had, that, we had that in our home. So it was, um, I finished a trip around the sun this morning, not this morning, this week, and I got to start another one. So it was my birthday in the week, and Milo had prepped the kids. So he was telling me about this after the morning of my birthday, but he'd prepped the kids and uh, given them a gift or gifts to give to me. And Rebecca was so excited. He said she just couldn't wait to give me my gift. It was a cell phone cover, so like it was so cute. But she was just exploding and wanted to give it to me. And I could see when she came into the room early in the morning that she had this gift. And it was like she's been waiting to show it to me, and now she can finally give it to me, you know? So can you guys picture that sort of scene? Now, that's how I picture God when it was Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. Like he's been planning this since the beginning of time, and finally he gets to reveal to his people what his plan is. He's like, I'm so excited. Now, I don't want to say God is like a little kid, but, but we're made in his image. And so I believe that we see glimpses of, of, of who he is in ourselves and in each other. So I can picture Rebecca's face. I can picture God just so excited and he's like guys you have no idea what is about to happen and so Jesus gets crucified and the world is dark and people are sad and I can imagine God in heaven going 
it's going to be so amazing. You guys have no, no idea what's going to happen. And then Jesus is resurrected from the dead. There's that twist. Like, Satan, you didn't see that one coming. Ha-ha. <laughs> you know, like it's that epic moment. And so Christ is risen from the dead. And then in verse 27, Paul says to them, For God wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for the Gentiles too. This was massive. So before this time, God, Jehovah, was only for the Jews. They were his chosen people. The Gentiles weren't allowed to serve this God as well. They were unclean. They were dirty. This, this is us. So we would be classified as Gentiles. It wasn't now this gospel, this savior. It's not just for the elect few, not just for a certain group of people, but he says it's for everyone. And if we have a look through the Old Testament, we can see that God is revealing his plan throughout the Bible. He, he encounters Gentiles, non-Jews, throughout the Old Testament. There's Abraham where he gets to, he commissions him to go to another land and starts a nation through him. There's Naaman, he was a captain in the Syrian army. God heals him from leprosy. Um, Elijah encounters a, a woman who had no food left and there was the miracle of her flour and oil never running out. So these were people that weren't Jews, but God was like, there's something, there's something. This is for you guys as well. And then throughout the New Testament, when Jesus was here walking on earth, he was also just showing what his amazing plan was. He healed um, the, the, the man with demons. He was a, he was a Gentile. Um, there was a time when 10 lepers came and Jesus healed them and one person came back and said, thank you. And that guy was actually a Samaritan. He wasn't even a Jew. And Jesus actually said, look at this. A foreigner comes and says, thank you for what I've done to, for him. There was the Roman centurion who understood God's authority and Jesus' authority. And he came to him and he said, if you just speak the word, my servant will be healed. And Jesus was like, wow, you know, I haven't seen faith like this. And so throughout the New Testament, even, Jesus is going, it's not just for the Jews, it's not just for the Jews. And then God makes this big reveal that not only is Jesus God raised from the dead, but he's also for the Gentiles. We wouldn't be here if that wasn't part of God's plan. And I think we, we, we mustn't get... Um, comfortable or just used to the fact that it is amazing that we get to call the God of the universe our God, that we have access into his presence, that we can come into his throne room anytime we want to. It is really a gift. It's amazing. And then right at the end of verse 27, here's the secret. It says, Christ lives in you. Okay, let's, let's think about that for a moment, okay? So last week, Milo told us about the supremacy of Jesus. He's not just a man. He wasn't just a prophet. He is God. And now we say Christ lives in us. So that means God, the creator of the universe, the miracle-working, all-powerful beginning and the end, the God of everything is in me and is in you. Like, 
Do you believe that? If we lived our lives actually going, God, this amazing, huge, wonder-working God lives in me, I think we would live very different lives. And that's what I want us to grab this morning. Christ lives in you. So if you're having a bad day or if you feel like you're just like, ah, go look in the mirror and tell yourself, God lives in me. Up until this moment when this was revealed, God was a faraway God. No, no one could come to him and just be like, Lord, I need you right now. You couldn't enter into his presence, but God did something so amazing in this moment that we get to come into his presence and experience him at any time. Guys, that is amazing. That is awesome that God has done that for us. In the Old Testament, he was God for us with Moses. And then he said to Joshua in Joshua 1 verse 9, he goes, I'm God with you. Wherever you go, I will go with you. But now he goes, but no, now I'm God in you. So we think we're plain and ordinary. Who thinks they're a pretty ordinary kind of person? I mean, you know, like, you know, like, yeah. We think, no, I'm just a, just a normal person. Can I tell you this morning that you are not? You are extraordinary. Because for you to believe that you are just ordinary and that there's nothing special about you is to actually deny the fact that you have an amazing, all-powerful, extraordinary God living in you. And he wants to work through you to let other people know that as well. We would change this world if we all just lived like we have this God living inside of us. So I want to dive into chapter 2 quickly and just discover, so why was Paul telling the Colossians that Christ lived in him. Why did he want to remind them? And, and verse 2 says, My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love. And um, God is so amazing. So this week we had a crazy week, and I really saw Christ in me and Christ in you actually in action, if that makes sense. So let, me let me explain to you guys this week. So, um, we got a call in the week that my sister's daughter was really sick. They had rushed her to hospital. Um, they didn't really know what was going on. It was just that it was serious. So throughout the week, we've had lots of feedback, um, and it looks like an autoimmune reaction. So her body is actually fighting against itself. So she's been intubated, she's had dialysis, she's had brain scans because she's been having convulsions. Like, it's been crazy. It's been, a, it's been a crazy week, you know. And so there were moments when I was like, I felt hopeless. I was like, God, this is, this is massive. Why is this happening? Um, and I phoned my sister in the week, and I, I was telling a friend I had psyched myself up to talk to her, like I was going to be strong for her, you know, like it's going to be okay, we're going to trust God. And the moment she picked up the phone, I burst into tears. I was like, ah, <laughs> you know. So, but this was, this was life that was happening this week. And so I said, okay, God, I might feel hopeless, but I'm going to ask people to pray. And so I sent out messages, and we asked people, and we prayed at pre-meeting and at live group, and my sister got everyone around them to pray. And I saw this. 
that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love, in action, when people were supporting me by messages. You know, just that SMS that you go, Christ in them told them to send me a message that spoke life into me. Just a hug. Guys, you have no idea how powerful a hug can be when someone just comes. And in that moment, Christ in them told me that I'm not alone, that he's got this, that he's got this whole situation. A friend of ours in Joburg was praying, and she sent us a voice note, and she said she was praying, and she saw a picture of a girl with brown hair laying in a hospital bed. Now, she doesn't know what my niece looks like, but she's got brown hair. (laughs) And she saw a huge angel standing next to the bed in the hospital. And that was Christ in her, the hope of glory, encouraging me in a moment when I didn't have that hope and that encouragement that I needed. So she was that. And so that is what I believe this is and how we as family allow Christ in us to operate. He's there for us and we can feel his strength and we can feel him encouraging us and lifting us up and he wants to work through us. But there's also moments where you maybe don't feel like you've got the strength And that's okay. And that's why we've got family vibes. We've got people that we can go, this is happening in my life, will you just pray? And then we need to allow Christ in us, the hope of glory, to work out and encourage each other. You know, God gives you words, God might give you pictures, God might give you a Bible verse. Don't be scared to send it to someone. Because that is Christ in you wanting to work out to encourage someone else. If you wake up in the morning with someone on your mind, pray for them. And if God gives you something, send it to him. I think we're so shy and so worried of what someone might think, like, I'm going to send them a Bible verse. What if they think I'm strange? But you have no idea what they might be going through in that moment. And Christ in you needs you to be his vessel so that he can become more alive in Christ in them. Does that make sense? So this is why I believe God chose to live in us. Because he loves us. Because he doesn't want us to do a single moment of life without him. He needs to be a part of everything we do. And it says in verse um, 2 to 4 here, it says, so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Like there are often times that I go, man, God, I, I really need some wisdom in this situation or knowledge. It's there. He's literally going, it's in you. You don't need to go find a treasure, it says here. You are the treasure. How awesome is that? I want you to turn to your neighbor. Neighbor, hey neighbor. (laughs) Tell them you're a treasure. Tell someone next to you, you are a treasure. So Luami, you are a treasure. Now I want you guys to believe that this morning. Because that's what God is saying. He loves you so much and he hasn't left you 
to figure out this crazy life alone. Not only has he put God like around you, but he's actually in you for whatever you need. So Paul was reminding the Colossians, don't forget. Don't get so busy with life. Don't get so caught up in the chaos and the things that are going wrong that you forget that actually Christ is living in you. And I want to leave us with this Bible verse in 2 Corinthians verse 4. Paul wrote Corinthians as well. So he gets to tell us some more awesome stuff here. From verse 7 to 9, it says, We now have this light shining in our hearts. What a beautiful picture. But we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this treasure. And I definitely feel like that. Like there's something like God in me that's massive. And I'm just this like little clay jar containing this vessel. But that's okay because when we need to be broken, then Jesus jumps out. So that's awesome. (laughs) But it says this makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. Stop putting so much pressure on yourself. It's God in you, the hope of glory working through you. Verse 8 says, we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Because of Christ in us. And so as we pursue figuring this, how do we live this life of Christ in me and working him out, just keep pursuing him. Keep reading your Bible. Keep praying. Keep worshiping. Keep fellowshipping with other people so that when you're down, they are there to lift you up again. In the moment where you go, I'm feeling so, eh, I'm just going to hide and stay in bed today. Know that that is the day that you need to get yourself into God's presence and into the presence of some amazing people. We've got life groups, we've got prayer meetings, we've got cell phones, you know, never hide away, never isolate yourself. Get yourself into each other's presence. God's greatest mystery, like I get it now, why he was so excited. He's like, this is the best thing that I can ever show you guys. God's greatest mystery is our greatest gift. That's God in us. That is so amazing. So Christ in us empowers to live a life that shines hope to those around us. Christ in you gives you the power to push through to get up again and to love and to go through whatever it is that you're going through. So I'm going to ask Milo to come up, if you don't mind, please, my love. So um, I'm going to be open with you guys. It's been a really tough week. So last night I was really struggling, and I was just like, God, I don't know if I have in me what it takes to like come and bring a word this morning. I love what God has shown me, but I'm like, God, I don't know if it's, if it's there yet. And so I said to, to Milo, please pray for me. And now I'm going to tell you guys what he did. And you don't have to do it this morning, but he was, he was so amazing. So he was praying over me and he's like, come on, babes, declare this. And I'm like, I don't want to declare anything. You know, like it was, <laughs> I don't have this. And then I opened my eyes and he's dying. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm dancing. 
okay? He's like, come on, babes, dance with me. Oh, I don't want to dance, <laughs> you know? Like, and he goes, this is how we fight our battles. Come on, babes, what are you doing? How do you fight your battles? And I'm like, oh, I don't want to fight. So anyway, like, okay. <laughs> Eventually, I'm like, okay. And then Jaden comes around the corner, he's our son, and he goes, he just, he doesn't know what we're doing. We're standing in the passageway dancing, and he just starts dancing with us. And then our other two kids, Judah and Becky, I love our kids. They don't care what we're doing. They're like, we're in. And so there's no music yet. We're all just like, yeah. <laughs> but it shifted the atmosphere. It shifted my atmosphere. And that's what I needed. And so I have asked Milo to come up this morning because I believe that there are definitely people here or watching online who need the atmosphere shifted this morning. And so I'm going to ask us all to stand so that no one feels sort of left out. And if you are going through something, if you are facing something that you feel is too much, today, Christ in us, the hope of glory, we're going to activate. Can I say it like that? And I'm going to believe that God will just come and help you to shift whatever it is, to shift from hopelessness into hope and to know that he has given you everything that you need is in you. So I'm going to, can I hand over to you, my love? Yeah. <laughs> sure thing. Thanks, my love. One of the greatest things that we have to shift is our own atmosphere. And uh, I'm not going to ask you to dance. All I'm saying is, those are the moves that got me my wife. You see, it's already changing. There's a thing called joy. Close your eyes quickly. And if we want to shift our atmosphere, we need to change the circumstance that is in our minds. So I want you to think about something that puts a smile on your face. If it's me dancing, that is okay. And, and for some of you, it's going to be hard right now. But I want your eyes to be closed. I want you to think of something funny. I can see some of you have it. Some of you are smiling. I don't want you to open your eyes. But what I want you to do is open your mouth and go, ha ha. Come on. Do it. Do it. Go, ha ha. No, no. You guys can't stand there and smile now with teeth in your mouth. You got to go, ha ha. I can hear the people online going, ha ha, this guy. But if you want joy, you've got to get it. You've got to take it. 1 John 4, 4. John is writing this letter and he goes to the little children. You are from God and have overcome them. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Because it goes on to say further on in 1 John 4, 4, is like, for he who is in you is greater than the temptations that you are faced with. That the struggles is smaller than he that is in you. Remember, the hope of all glory is in us. So I'm going to ask you again, just go, ha ha. When Satan comes and he goes, you are of worth, you are nothing, you are less than anything you look at him and you go ha ha you can't do it ha ha man 
your family is in so much trouble. Ha ha. South Africa is heading down the toilet. No, it isn't. Ha ha. Why? Because we are here. We're going to change atmospheres and it's going to start in my mind. It's going to start in my heart. It's going to start with my words. And so I want you guys to do something. Your eyes are still closed. You still have that thought? Imagine you're holding a big bucket. Hold your bucket in front of you. Oh no, guys, you guys, you guys don't understand. God wants to pour something out over your life. You need a bigger bucket. Okay, quickly, glimpse me quickly. I, I stood by Ali and I went, I've got a bucket and we were standing in a passage. Now, you, I don't know if you guys know, I need Vaseline to get through a passage. So I opened my bucket. And then she looked at me and I started squatting. <laughs> Likewise, like because this bucket's heavy. So come on, get a big bucket, guys. Get a big bucket. Okay. Now I'm saying, Lord Jesus, into their bucket, your presence, your love, your hope, your power, your anointing, just dump it into their buckets now. And now I want you to refresh yourself. Chuck it over yourself like a baby. Just dump it over you. Come on. Come on. Ha ha. Ha ha. There we go. Ha ha. Okay. But you see, he's not a God of just you. He's a God of all. Grab your bucket. Grab your bucket. And now you might not know the person standing next to you. This is a great way to meet them. You might not know the person in front of you or behind you. This is a great way to meet them. I want you to find someone and just dump whatever God is placing in your bucket over the person next to you, in front of you, behind you. Come on. This is family. Just throw it over each other. Come on. Throw joy over each other. Come on. We've got to be like kids in His presence. Come on. Keep throwing buckets. Oh, my shoes, please. No, my. No, no, no. Throw your bucket. And that is how we change atmospheres. Christ in us. The hope of glory. So Lord Jesus, I just pray and release over each and every one of us just hope. Hope right now, King Jesus. In a hopeless situation, in every area of our lives where it feels like we don't know that we're going to make it through this day, this week, this month. Release hope, Jesus. Because you are in us. We are made in your image. And whoever has seen the Son, seen the Father. But God lives within us. So I pray your power to be released over each and every one of us. May we not compress who you are in our lives, but may we allow it to flow through every part of our body. In Jesus' name, may we walk in your authority that you have placed on us through Jesus that was risen from the dead. May we walk in love and may we be hope. I release this over each and every one of us today in Jesus' name. Amen.